Hello, and welcome to The Therapist Mindset. I'm your host, Jamie Bonaiuto, licensed professional counselor, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, registered yoga instructor, and Reiki master. The Therapist Mindset offers you evidence-based therapies with a spiritual backbone. Through mindfulness, we grow and change. I want to thank you in advance for your continued support of The Therapist Mindset. It means so, so much to me. If you would like to continue to support this podcast, please give us a five-star review, a follow, and a share. The more we follow and share this podcast, the more people will have access to listen. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate it more than you know. Now let's get started. Welcome back to The Therapist Mindset, and let's get started. Today, we are talking motivation. I decided to talk about motivation because I've been a little unmotivated. We had the July 4th holiday. I took some time off. I hope you all did too. It's summer, and I don't know about you, but I always feel a little unmotivated in the summer. And then recently, my dog passed away, and as everyone knows, it's just hard to recover from grief and getting back into the swing of things when you don't feel like getting back into the swing of things is just hard too. So honor yourself, honor your grief, honor your lack of motivation, whatever you need to do, those feelings are valid. We want to honor them and then pick a date. So that's what I did. I said, I'm sad. Lemmy passed away. I'm unmotivated. It's summer. So I'm going to pick a date. I will allow myself to take this time off over July 4th week. And then I'll get back into this podcast on the following Tuesday. So here it is, Tuesday. Here I am and I'm ready to go. So let's talk motivation. One of the things that I use for motivation that comes from Mel Robbins, even though she says motivation is horseshit, you're never going to feel ready. I'd have to agree with her. But one thing that's based in neuroscience that she came up with or coined the term, the 54321 method. So I don't know about you guys, but I argue with myself a lot. And most people do, especially when we're motivating ourselves to do something we really don't want to do, like get up at 4.45 a.m. and hit the gym. So based on neuroscience, Mel Robbins has discussed on her podcast and in her books that we have about five seconds before our brain starts arguing with itself. So if you can set your alarm And as soon as it goes off, go five, four, three, two, one, and get up, like blast off, then you are making the decision to get up before you start arguing with yourself. So for example, when my alarm goes off, if I get up right away, then it's no problem. I haven't allowed my brain the time to start arguing with itself. If I would have allowed myself to linger in bed, press the snooze, I would start arguing with myself, saying things like, I can go to the gym later, or I went yesterday, I can sleep in today. So the faster you get up after making the decision that you want to get up and work out in the morning, the more likely you are. 
And that's why Mel Ribbons coined the 54321 method. It doesn't allow you the time to start arguing with yourself. Another person who talks about decision making and motivation a lot is Bob Proctor. Now he says, once you make a decision, move on it. And I couldn't agree more. Once you make a decision, even if it's going to the grocery store or buying a a purchase or starting a new job or business, once you make that decision, move on it. You can always change it at a later date after some time has passed and you can assess whether it's working for you or not. But if we don't start moving in the direction of the decision that we made, then we tend to start second-guessing ourselves, arguing with ourselves about whether we made the right decision. So make a decision and move on it. But let's get back to motivation. I did a deep dive into motivation hacks similar to the one I told you coined by or developed by Mel Robbins, 54321 go. And you can use that for anything, by the way. I typically, like I said, use it to get up in the morning to get to the gym. But if I'm about to go for a jog or I'm about to go to the grocery store and I really don't want to, I'm sitting on the couch, the cat is on my lap, I'm relaxing and the last thing I want to do is go to the grocery store, five, four, three, two, one, go! So I did a deep dive into other motivation hacks to get you going, get you started and on the way to successfully completing your goals so that you don't have to. Here they are. Most of the research and what I found online talks about finding your why. What is your why? I like to say, what is your purpose? I don't know why. I just, that just resonates with me more than what is your why? What is your purpose? Why are you doing what you're doing? What is your purpose of going to work? What is your purpose of starting a podcast? What is your purpose of wanting to move or start a business? So you really have to get to what is your why? And if your why is something outside of yourself, like this is what my family thinks that I should be doing, or this is what my spouse wants me to do, or this is what's expected of me from the community, um, from social norms, then that's a whole separate issue that we can spend another whole podcast about. The why needs to come from within. It has to be intrinsically intrinsically motivated. In a research study done on athletes, the why has to come from within. Although they have discipline and motivation from being on a team, the why has to come from within. You're doing this for you, for nobody else, for you. So I'll use myself as an example. The why around how passionate I am around this podcast and why I wanted to start this podcast, the purpose, what's driving me is healing. Not only for myself, but for other people. With my experiences, not only as a therapist, but as a survivor, I wanted to share that with others because I know that I can help myself by talking to you guys. It's healing for me. And in turn, you all can be offered healing and support and know that you're not alone. 
So much like my career, my purpose has been driven by healing myself and others. So ask yourself, what is your why? If you don't know what your why is, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Perhaps you can look at when you had this idea, when you made this decision, what was going on for you. Journal about it. Secondly, choose your attitude. Again, motivation comes from within, not from anyone else. So your parents might say you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. But if you don't have that internal motivation, you're not really going to have a positive attitude about it. So your attitude comes from within. And we get to choose our attitude 100% of the time. We get to choose our attitude. And when my dog recently passed away, I told people, I'm going to take one day, I'm going to sulk, I'm going to cry, I'm going to, you know, stomp my feet because I don't want this to happen. But radical acceptance, as we know, tells us this is a crappy situation, this situation hurts, this is painful, and I must accept it anyway. So we get to choose our attitude. So for me, I choose to allow myself to honor that grief for one day and then I'm getting up off the couch and I'm going back to work. So you get to choose your attitude and you can choose to have a crappy attitude but I encourage you also to choose to time limit it. For some people that I've worked with and you're going to laugh but for some people that I've worked with and it's been helpful I tell them to plan a pity party plan a pity party. Yes. So you set your timer, you pick times. People would start with two times a day. So in the morning or evening or both in the morning and the evening, pick your times and then set your alarm for 15 minutes. And guess what? Have your pity party, stomp your feet, cry, scream, talk about how life is so unfair. And then when your timer goes off, that's it. Shift your attitude, change your attitude, you have the power to do that. The next thing that the research talked about was getting out of your head and into your body. We do that with mindfulness. So mindfulness has shown that we minimize the inner critic in our head and strengthen that mind-body connection. So there's a lot of research, as you know, as I talk about all the time, there's a lot of research on mindfulness. Mindfulness helps to increase our confidence, kick rocks to that inner critic, and strengthen the connection between our mind and body. So just like the 54321 method when the alarm goes off, that is a mind-body connection. So through mindfulness and the more we practice mindfulness, whether that's meditation or mindfulness exercises, the more we strengthen the mind-body connection. And so when our endurance is weakening, when we're feeling like we don't want to do this, when we're having a bad day, mindfulness helps to strengthen that mind-body connection and get us not only in the motivated mindset that we need, but also pushing us off the couch. The next thing that's evidence-based is goal-setting, planning, I'm a planner. I've learned to be less rigid in my planning, meaning that things don't always work out exactly as I have them written down. But planning and goal setting 
has shown through numerous studies throughout the years that people are more successful in obtaining their goals if they make a plan. So where people go wrong is they plan what they want to do and then the outcome. The, the planning really has to be in the messy middle. So visualize the success but we're not only visualizing the end goal. We're not only visualizing us at the end of the marathon or us making six figures in our business. We have to plan with baby steps along the way and we need to visualize ourselves doing the work. We need to visualize ourselves being successful every step of the way. So for example, If we have a plan that's to start a business, and in fact, I did this. So I started my private practice in January of 2017. And believe me, I didn't have a pot to piss in. I had just gone through a very traumatic divorce the previous year. I had expenses that ended up in bankruptcy court. I really was at rock bottom. So I said, what am I going to do? I have a great job and I still can't put food on the table. So I am going to start a private practice. I'll have two jobs. This is what I need to do. This is what I'm doing. Great. I made the decision. Next, what do I have to do? So I can't just go from making the decision to start a business to looking at and visualizing the goal of having a successful business. What do I do along the way? And as Bob Proctor says, if you have an idea, somebody else also had that idea, find someone who's already doing what you want to be doing, who's already doing it successfully, and ask them how they did it. Ask them to mentor you. So that's what I did. I talked to other people who were already successful in their private practice and asked them. Asked them for tips, tricks, advice. Nobody was not willing to share. So if you find people not willing to share the information that aren't really excited about you being as successful as they are, guess what? Those aren't your people. And since then, I've mentored countless numbers of people. This is free. We don't have to reinvent the wheel and there is enough success for everybody. So the decision to start a business was made. Now move on that decision. And what do I do next? What do I do next? Start with the baby steps. So if I started in January, by the end of January, I'm going to have applications from insurance companies. By February, I'm going to have secured an office. By March, I will continue with marketing. You know, by the end of 2017, I had more clients than I knew what to do with, and I had to start turning people away. So within the year, the 12 months from the time that I thought I was hopeless, rock bottom, I like really couldn't see the light, within 12 months, I was more successful than I ever imagined. So thank you, traumatic divorce, for that motivation. But the point is to start small and ask for help. People want to help. People are excited to help you be as successful as they are. And 
enjoy the journey, the messy middle. That's where the work is. We can't get from point A to point Z without the rest of the alphabet in the middle. The next thing I want to stress is don't wait for the perfect time. I tell people this all the time. There's never a perfect time to have a baby, buy a house, make a big move. The perfect time is now. You're never going to have the perfect amount of money, the perfect circumstances. If you want to do something, do it now. The time is now. The longer you wait, the longer you'll make excuses for why it's not the perfect time. Our emotional brain wants instant gratification, and that leads to our judgment being really distorted. So if we wait for the perfect time to start something or to move on a decision, our emotional brain isn't going to be able to tolerate the wait. It isn't going to be able to tolerate that we have to do the work in the middle in order to get what we want And it's just going to lead us into instant gratification. That's how people end up pressing the snooze, not going to the gym, having drinks or uh, pie, chips instead of going to the gym. Because our emotional brain wants that pleasure right now, wants that pleasure center lit up. And really, if we could discipline that emotional brain to enjoy the work, to enjoy the middle, to enjoy the training that takes place between point A and point Z, then we could really get that satisfaction from seeing our goals at the end. And how do we do that? Part of that is through affirmations and positive self-talk. So instead of saying, I went to the gym yesterday, I could sleep in today, or I deserve to sleep in today, or I deserve that chocolate cake, our brain believes what we tell it. So instead of saying that garbage, we can say, I'm going to look so good in my swimsuit, or I'm going to be so proud of myself when my business opens and it's a success. Our brain believes what we tell it. So minimize distractions. That means get off your phone, stop scrolling on social media, get rid of toxic people who aren't helping you with your goals, that aren't cheering you on, and build a community where one, you're your biggest cheerleader, and surround yourself with people who are supportive, with people they might not understand your goals, but with people who are supporting your goals and decisions. So get involved with people and a community that is going to lift you up, not tear you down. I hope this all has been helpful. If you would like any Um, further advice about goal setting, motivation. If you have any specific topics or examples you want to bring up, please email me at thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. I'm also offering Reiki sessions um, in person and via Zoom. So if you are interested in a Reiki session or distance Reiki, then please, again, email me, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Please continue to support this podcast by giving us a five-star review, a follow, and a share. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Namaste.